All right, welcome to today's episode. And in today's episode, we invited multiple guest speakers that were both business people and traders to give their insights on how their mindset changed from when they didn't have money to now that they have some money and the differences between making money fast and making money slowly, how their mindset shifts, how the way that they conduct themselves shifts, and how the way that they spend money shifts. And lastly, and the most important thing is if you're interested to learn how to build businesses or do trading, they both reveal their secrets in this podcast episode. So I'm really, really excited for you to be here and cue the intro. Welcome to the Coin Hash Show, where we discuss everything when it comes to crypto, trading, technical analysis, IDOs, ICOs, money, entrepreneurship, and many more, with the goal of helping you make sense of the crypto market and finally find success in a market filled with mess and confusion. Okay, so I think the first thing is that we need to define what making money fast and making money slowly is, all right? It's not the amount of money, right? I can make a million dollars slowly within a year or I can make a hundred thousand dollars fast. Uh, but but there's a lot of like different, I guess, stratas when it comes to money. La. So how I define it is if you're making more than 50% of your money over the past three or four months, that's quote unquote making money fast, right? Anything less than that to me is making money slowly. So for Mark and David, they made about 60% of their net worth over the past three to four months. And for me this year, it's July and I made only about 20 to 30% of my net worth. So uh, yeah, can you just share with me how you guys made your money? Right, okay. So uh, Mark here, basically what I did um, was to scale a business very sustainably over the past maybe two or three years. So uh, a little bit different than David, as he'll share with you later on. But I think what happened was the business started to take off. Right. And I think that's where most of my money was generated, quote unquote. So it wasn't one large windfall. It was just that over the past year or over the past six months, actually, my income has been scaling considerably at actually a very steady pace. So I think uh, my my kind of like mindset on growing money fast um, came from actually scaling a business sustainably over the past year, letting it grow. And then now I'm reaping the rewards. So I think it's very different than, than what David has done. Um, what, what have you done, David? For me, what I did was basically scalping of mm. um, Bitcoin. You know, throughout this year, I think this yeah. year we can all agree that it has been a fantastic year for cryptocurrencies in general. Mm. So what I did was basically I was scalping and I was pretty much buying a lot of cryptocurrencies. And everything got accelerated, you know, during the bull run. Yeah, so that's how I make a bulk of my income this year. So it was not through scaling a business or anything like that. More of just purely trading and um, holding as an investor. So I think that's different. That's a bit different from both um, you guys. I, right? I think it's a little bit different. I, I think me and uh, Jeff, basically what we did was, I think income was was the, the main reason why our net worth was uh, <coughs> yeah. increasing, right, this year? Correct? I, I think for you, it's a little bit different. It's more of um, on paper. Right, your net worth has skyrocketed, skyrocketed basically due I mean, to good investments. I mean, actualized returns or so, uh, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think for me, when it comes to making money slowly, right, uh, again, the, the amount was not by any means small because okay, I, I've been doing business for a few years already, and like my first year of business, I, I made 150k profit, and from there, how I was able to consistently make more and more and more each year was from me honing my skill sets. So I feel making money slow doesn't mean you're making small money, 
but you're making money in a way where you know you're taking your time to hone your skill set and becoming a master of your craft. That's how I feel. I guess on my end, the most sustainable way to run business is la. So well, let's talk about mindset. Like for me, as as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, how I feel money is is it's not exactly quote unquote stable, even though my income has remained very, very comfortable and very stable over the past few months. But for me, in, in income was quote, in my mind, la, like, like not stable. So how I spend money and my mindset towards money, it's 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 a I guess in a way a harder kind of mindset. Like, look, I have a decent amount of cash in my bank. I have a decent amount of cash that is freed up. Uh, obviously, we can talk about overinvesting and everything like that. But when it came to money and everything, I, I was very averse when it came to spending. La. And the reason why is because I, I, I just felt money came in relatively slow. It's not a big burst of money at one shot. It's, it's not like winning the lottery. It's really like grinding your ass off and making sure everything is done right, everything is done well. And that's why I, I have this kind of relationship with money. I feel money is important, so important that sometimes I don't make good investments or sometimes I make investments um, after a very prolonged period of time, which causes me to, to lose out. But I don't spend money on stupid shit like David. So <laughs> tell me. So David, what, what, what dumb things have you spent on uh, over mm. this past year? Other than the Balenciaga shirt okay, wait, with wait, an wait, S. Wait, wait, wait. So what do you all consider dumb? Um, I, I feel like for me myself, dumb spending would be something that doesn't have a, I would say ROI la, in the future. Correct? Yeah, I guess you are right. Uh, I mean, for me, because money came in relatively fast. Mm. And it came in multiple bursts, especially throughout the course of this year. Because yeah. like crypto in general was rising, correct? Yeah, correct. So I was taking like realized profits everywhere. Mm. And then I guess after I got my money, you know, uh, as a 20-year-old, it's quite tempting like, when you walk through like this this road of orchard and then you start buying like everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, I understand. So, okay. Fun, why? Why why do you feel like you can buy everything? Like how do you not feel pain when separating money? Yeah, I think I think that's something you want to hear about as well. I guess I, yeah. the main reason why I do not feel pain on separating money mm. is because prior to this year, I actually have been investing already for a period of time. So my money has been locked up already. Yeah, yeah. So like feeling pain, you know, <clears throat> I, I guess I don't really feel pain because I don't really see this, like my money like growing up, like really, really growing. Okay. Um, until probably I was profitable um i would say in the last two years mm. so as a, as a trader of course i mean you guys would agree that trading that there's no consistent income so i don't make consistent income like you guys mm. so I'm, I, I'm i guess i'm kind of used to seeing my money go away but this is just me uh and probably i do not need resources like you all to sustain a business so mm. yeah i guess that's that that's true that's true i, I think uh, me and David have some of the similar mindset whereby if we spend money, right? I maybe Jeff, you, you you can you can tell me more about this as well. But I I feel like money spent on ourselves is kind of like less money that can be better put to use. Let's say growing the business, for example, uh, like we know what the ROI of ads can be. Uh, if we spend let's say one or two thousand dollars on something dumb, so to speak, I think if we put that into ads, right, we see the ROI when it comes to that it can be ten to twenty x of that. So I, I think on, on that basis, we, we see where money can be better put to use. La, right? We've seen crypto grow. We, we know, um, I would say, the, the cost, la, right? the opportunity cost of, of buying dumb things when you can put into better investments. 
And then I would say investing in our own business as well has generated multiple times ROI. So I think that's where we have a different mindset, right? Whereby we run a business. So um, money put back into the company benefits everyone as a whole. I think that's been our mindset. What, what do you think, Jeff? Yeah, because for me especially, I I just personally feel that things that I can invest in when it comes to the company, like manpower, like like resources, like small little equipment here and there can help 10x, 20x, whatever that I spend. And so I might as well do it instead of investing something like that. Because I feel like for me especially, I, I have full control of how I spend this money and I have full control of the the result of this money whether it's in advertising whether it's in in buying things for the company whether it's in spending money to to grow the business right i have full control of that but when it comes to me putting money in like an investment right even though there is a level of certainty when it comes to technical analysis when it comes to fundamental analysis right you look at p ratios all that kind of stuff right and even in crypto uh, there's end of day no control so how do you how do you like get that like, like through your head that like oh, okay even though i have no control i'm just gonna dump a hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollars into this i think this conviction probably comes with years of like okay. losing and winning okay like let, let's be honest like when you are starting as a trader i i do i probably would not have much control over everything i would yeah, say yeah. because i have no knowledge of the markets right but as time goes by, right, I think I will have more control in terms of making smarter decisions. Oh, yeah, things like that. Uh, actually, that's true, that's true. It's so, like, that's why you don't spend on advertising because you don't really understand and have control over that. La. Yeah, I oh, guess, okay, I guess. Okay, okay, I, I mean, we all, sneak, we all stick to the niches that we're yeah. good at, right? Mm, you're right, you're right. Can I agree on that? <clears throat> okay, so now let's talk about gambling. Uh, <laughs> why? How, how much have you gambled over the past month? Uh, for me, I think I've gambled over... Hundred fifty six thousand dollars in Litecoin, so so, so okay. yeah. How the <laughs> fuck do you bring yourself to gamble that much fucking money? Well, I guess you know this <laughs> amount. Fuck, this man? amount was raked up like accumulatively. So obviously, I don't gamble it all in one shot, right? Uh, it first started with a thousand dollars, and then you know it scaled up to two thousand dollars. So I first was playing like a hundred dollar blackjack hand, <laughs> and then it. <laughs> It gradually became like five hundred dollars and one thousand dollars and two thousand dollars. I guess and the amount rakes up, right? Mm, but overall, I would say that I've been profitable. But okay, look, this is a disclaimer. I'm not encouraging anyone to gamble, and in fact, I do not encourage anyone to gamble because you guys should put your money like do in, in do better use, yeah, into better, better use, use like elsewhere, you know, in a business or in trading or whatever. Yeah. So okay, cool, cool, cool. I, okay, I think another reason why let's go back into um why our net worth have been. You know, rising at a sizable amount, even for Jeff, 20-30% is not something you laugh at as well over the past six months. I think one reason, right, is that we have all come together and started working together. Correct? Well, what, what do you think about that, Jeff? Because like, for me, myself, in the past, right, business was sol- a, a solo premier kind of venture, right, where everything was in my control. I only had so much time in a day. But once, you know, we started working with other business partners, good business partners that, that really are convicted in the same business as, as what we want to do, and all goals are aligned. Actually, everyone started helping each other. And then whether we were working um, that day itself to bring in revenue, revenue is going to come in anyway. So in that sense, everyone's helping each other. So maybe you can talk more about building a team and actually why that would actually skyrocket your network. Okay, so so for anyone that's doing a business or running a business, right? If you haven't hit the six-figure mark, don't waste your time listening to this portion. Skip to the next portion. Um, 
because how I see it is that if let's say you're zero to six figures, okay, I mean, you can't be zero figure, okay, you can be negative figures, but fuck it. So when when you're at that point, right, before you hit your first six figures or like when you're nearing that six figure point, everything that you make is 100% on you. you. There is nothing anyone else can do to help you make that. Like, of course, connections, of course, barring all these like, all these other external factors, if you bring it down to the brass net, like brass, whatever fuck shit um, phrase that was supposed to be, but end of day, um, if let's say you strip everything down to zero, your first zero to 100K is 100% on you. I think we all agree on that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, so, so, but the problem comes from making six to seven figures and seven to eight figures, right? Like, it becomes increasingly more important to get a team in order to help you do it because there's only so much time given a day there's only so much time that you have uh, and energy especially to consistently scale things up. Because uh, for me, okay, look, I, I made a good 500K myself, one person, solo. But the problem was when I went out to do sales, I could not settle the delivery side, I could not settle the result side. And that became a problem. And so that's why I realized that that was my bottleneck. And when it happens, I would outsource it to someone else. So that, that's something which you need to understand. It's like, if let's say you're, you're you know, the, the Grinch, you, you don't want to spend money at all, or, you know, you don't want to outsource things because you don't want to take a smaller percentage, doesn't make sense, right? I think you should always move towards that as early as possible, but not be lazy to, be, like, before you hit six figures, like, go ahead and do that because you still need to hone your skills in general. But the problem comes in when you move from six to seven figures, you will have this shock where you have to start managing people. And I think that was, that's a big, big, big problem. And that, that's why a lot of companies fail, I feel. Number one, they lack skill set. Number two, they lack management ability. So uh, for, for, for those of you that are thinking of scaling seven, eight figures, I mean, if you pass that like grade, I'm really, really happy for you. But if you're thinking about, you know, getting past the GST registration portion for, for Singaporeans, um, that means one meal a year. You, you really have to understand that team building, I think, is the most important thing. And making money slowly allows you to, I guess, have more contact points, understand more people, talk to more people, and really slowly building a business. Uh, I, I just feel like that's, that's a long-term strategy. Like, no one says, like, they made $3 billion like two days ago, like in, in one day, like it's just not possible. So how I see it is if you want to make big money, at the end of the day, you're going to have to be making money slowly. If you want to make money fast, there is a level that you can hit. You can make a few million dollars, but not only does your ability have to scale, your risk appetite has to scale. I think a lot of people don't understand that. It's like, look, um, David, you if you can trade for $1,000, successfully it doesn't mean you can trade for ten thousand dollars successfully yeah correct because like i mean firstly the psychological yeah correct within yourself is different yeah and i do agree with jeff in a sense that you know you have to find more people to scale you know even as a trader correct yeah yeah like um getting from the six figure to seven figure mark right i believe you have to do other things also other than trading yourself so there are many spaces that you can venture into. You know, if you're really good, you can venture into the education space or you can probably like develop your own algorithm to yeah, trade for yeah, you yeah. on the side while you're actually doing active trading yeah, yeah. or developing softwares like even simple things like web scraping, yeah. which helps you to actually monitor the markets. You know, so it takes away a lot of time, you know, and definitely like stress away as well. Yeah. Yeah. While trading. So I I think 
although mine is slightly different, but I do agree with everyone here that you have to improve systems and processes if you really, really want to move from the six-figure to seven-figure mark. Okay. Mm, and, and I think one thing, and it's, it's a good thing, that once you hit that six-figure mark, coming on to seven-figure, I'm talking about maybe your network is 500, 600K, like people will start talking to you and you start forming connections. And that's another thing in which you need to really wrap your head around. It's just like, not every connection is going to help you. Not every connection is going to benefit you. You really have to sift through all that shit and find the diamonds inside. Correct. And of course, it's way, way, way easier to bother yourself up and try to hit that seven-figure mark by banging your head against the wall. But again, even let's say for trading, you would much rather look like talk to other traders. You would much rather talk to other people that have already done trading well and ask them for tips and ask them for to share strategies and everything like that. I'm not the best trader in the world, so I'm not the best person to say this, but I'm sure that's a thing, right? Like you talked to Sean the other time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, wait. He really, he really went through web scraping. He really went through everything. Like I think that's where that's that's what a lot of people need to understand as well. It's just like look, uh, it's also as much a team managing game as much as a personal managing game as much a connection game as anything. I think that's. That's where you can really start hitting the eight-figure mark which, when it comes to connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 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 I think that that's that's it for that. Um, let, let's talk about how you can make money slowly and how you can make money fast. Share with me now. All right. So <clears throat> I guess how I make money fast was basically gambling in trading. Okay. Although it may not sound like gambling, but you know some people may say that it's gambling. Uh, what I do is basically I use very high leverage trades. Mm. So I think both of you understand what high yeah, leverage yeah. trades, right? You put in a low amount of capital, but then you know you borrow money, you from, borrow the money from the broker. But there's a risk. Basically, the downside is you know you make money fast, you lose money fast. Like mm. you can lose money very, very fast. And I guess with trades, I like to take um I like to use very high leverage, mainly because I don't like to see uh money very slowly. I, I prefer the movements of the market to matter a lot more. And what they usually matter. Mm. That, that's just me. That's just how I make money fast. And you know, mm, I would say it will, it's 70% skill and 30% luck so far. Okay. Because yeah, at, at times you know the market may take you mm. out in unexpected ways, like mm. candle wicks, things like right, that. Right, right. Correct? So yeah, I, I I mean I do not know how to make money slow or okay. Sustainably, uh, sustainably like, yeah. probably yeah. sustainably. Yeah. So maybe you can share me how you can make money sustainably. Mm. Okay, I think for sustainably, I think I really agree with Jeff in in, in the sense whereby like you do need a skill set that someone will pay you money for. Because let, let's say you look at money fast, right? You need money to start. And if, let's say you don't have the money to lose, right? Um, or you don't know that when your next paycheck is coming in, your mindset is already in the form of gambling. You will over leverage, correct? Because you want to see mm. the fast money. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and but but I, I would say like growing a skill set just to get people to pay you for your services first is a very good way to start off getting that initial six figures, lah, right? And then you can scale from there by by you know hiring, etc. And then you have money to spend on people. Because like <clears throat> for me, right, personally, building money slow, um is honestly the, the best way forward as well, lah. That's why I feel. But yeah, developing a skill I think is the most important thing that you should work on first. If you're aiming to go from zero la, to six figures, because there's no way you're gonna you're gonna go from zero to six just by by gambling la, in a sense, right? Yeah, you also I, started off with, with a certain amount of capital, and then you had yeah. I actually started off with approximately eight k USD. Yeah, I mean, like correct, correct. 
I busted it. Okay. Yeah, okay. That, that's just <laughs> no, pretty normal. zero. Dipshit. <laughs> oh, if I had to start with zero. Yeah, okay, okay. So, so let me ask you this question. If you had to start with zero, how would you make a million dollars next year? If you're asking me this question now, I would be lost because what I did personally for myself was to mm. save up some capital through like various means. Okay. And then afterwards, you know, I've been trading. I begin like testing the markets here and there. And obviously, I busted my account. Look, I mean, everybody probably like, has busted yeah. their account like once yeah. or twice. Every day. Every trading. day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I do not really know how to start from zero because like... um. Unlike you guys, right? You guys yeah. you know, build processes, things like that. For me, I do not build processes. I hone on my own technical skill sets. Mm. But before that, right, the prerequisite is obviously I need to have some capital. Let's say you have a hundred bucks, right? I'm sure everyone bucks. here has a hundred fucking I mean, dollars. 100, yeah. bucks, so what, what did you do? What did you do then? What would I do? Yeah, mm. let's go down the line. Uh. You, start, you start first, uh, David, and then we go down the line and we see. All right, all right. Probably what idea? I will do <laughs> is... Yeah, like hundred x leverage trades, <laughs> but probably all right. Probably using like only ten percent of the account, okay. if possible. So like let's say ten bucks, right? Yeah. Using a thousand dollars trade up essentially, yeah. Uh, in this market condition, to try to maybe get to the first like four figures, yeah. And then five figures, and then afterwards, right? I could probably increase my trade size, or my lot size. So what you're saying is that you will start from mm. ten bucks times hundred uh, on a hundred times leverage per trade until you hit five figures. Or, mm. or what is the exact point where you say, okay, maybe I can increase this size? Probably about, let's say, uh, four figures. Then okay. I'll uh, probably uh, increase the size, you know. By like 10x. Uh, yeah, correct. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Around there. Okay, so uh, sticking to what you know, lah, essentially. Yeah, sticking to what I know. Lah. Okay, yeah. okay. So uh, just disclaimer, just be careful when you when you trade on high leverage. Yeah, please. Huh? Like, I'm not encouraging everybody over here to like just blindly trade on high leverage. Yeah, this, because this is just our own opinion. This is not financial correct, advice. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then Jeff. Uh, no, I think I think for me, yeah. for me and you are gonna be the same thing, like It's 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 finding a a gap in the market and filling that gap up mm. very very clearly and dominating the market as big as possible. Like, I think that's that's literally what I will do, and that's how I will do it. Even if it's zero, I can sell my asshole. I mean my services, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and like um and, yeah, honestly, I I could do anything because with information. I think that's where that's where a lot of people can benefit la. when I'm talking about services, um talking to like business owners, I'm talking to people with a little bit of money so that I can start growing my brand and then from there go into real big clients that are paying me thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars per month just to do certain services for them. La. I think you're roughly the same there. La. Well, okay, how about we we give uh, listeners kind of a tangible business idea? I think we have some business ideas back and forth. So if you had a hundred bucks, what is one business you would start? right now because yeah for, yeah for me myself if a hundred bucks it would definitely be a service business instead of a you know a product business that you need to go and develop here and there so for me right i feel like a lot of listeners right now uh, they're probably in singapore right and you know the education space in singapore is, is in high demand so things like i mean doing one-to-one for example a uh, tuition things like that primary school second school uh jc you could always find a niche in the market and then start to grow your capital from zero to Maybe four figures, five figures mm-hmm. in that way very, very quickly. And then from there, start trading because that's where mm-hmm. I feel like the, the most, yeah, I, I would do exactly what, what a mark is going to do. A hundred percent. hundred bucks, you can't make fuck all with hundred bucks. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you, like you have to. You, like, you work, as a, work at McDonald's, work as a cleaner, work as whatever, save up to a thousand bucks, five thousand bucks maybe, and then start, start trading from there. And I think that's what you would do as well. Yeah, I wouldn't even like bother like 
trading yeah just a hundred bucks yeah because i i think a lot of people out there that they're telling you like oh right all you need is a thousand bucks all you need is this no you need some capital to hedge your risk you need some capital to make sure that look you're not you're not falling you, you have margin to play with i think that's very important yeah, as I well i think like at this point a good starting capital the figure to it would probably be about 10k okay also five figures okay. five figures i think so five figures five to 10. 10k la. Five i think to that's 10k la. okay so then, what do you recommend people from five to 10k to grow that because five to 10k it's not say a lot of money mm-hmm. what do you think about you know now in the education space right let's say in singapore you see youtube ads people uh advertising things like drop shipping courses etc so what do you think about paying for education to go and scale your own business or your own skill up to a certain amount what do you think about invest investing in in these kind of causes i mean okay firstly let's be upfront with ourselves whatever there's definitely opportunities to make money in every niche correct just because you're in one niche you cannot say that the other niche does not work mm. correct correct first but in terms of self-education i believe it's quite important mm, because it's not just time it could save you a lot of money uh, mm. let me give you like yeah. one example if you are trading with no knowledge right versus trading oh, with yeah, fuck already, that shit. <laughs> uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know correct, correct. already having some knowledge right with especially like a mentor to guide you or someone to, to guide you you know mm. or someone to help you along the way I believe you could save a lot of time and a lot of money as well in terms of saving yourself from losing trades things like that and you could definitely accelerate your wealth much faster mm. like it's not just about lo- but how, how do you find the right guy because like right now on internet you also know like a lot of people are just selling fake stuff like uh, i'm not trying to spread fart around any courses here and there like, but of course some people are telling you they can buy property with no money down etc but this has been <laughs> kind of uh, like no shit's true. Yeah. Yeah. This has kind of been disputed in, in the space because like, you know, buying property with no money down actually there's a lot of legal loopholes to jumping through, which means taking on a lot of uh, unnecess- unnecessary risk like, when it comes to investing in things like property. Like. So what what do you what do you think about finding the correct mentor in this case? Um I, I think the most important thing think... is the motherfucker is up front of you. Mm. Yeah, if, if if he says he does A and he does A, then that's fine. But if he says he does A and he does something else, then there's another problem. So I think that's, that's number one, the most important thing. And number two, like he's been there, done that. I think that's, I, I think, very, very, very clear. Correct. And number three, the guy has to consistently be updating himself every single day, understanding the market trends, understanding everything. I'm not just saying like trading in general. I'm just talking about like, everything in general like what's the best way to move forward in this current time to get the best results i think that's where i think these three main factors are i think we all three of us can agree that Mm -hmm. these are the three most important things i'm not going to bombard you with other shit but i think that that's everything that you need to look for uh. i don't even talk about the right coach that's like like anyone in general could be the right coach yeah it could be the right honestly coach. yeah yeah as long as you vibe with them you see what they're doing you see their numbers i think that's the most important thing the actual numbers non-fabricated numbers uh then you can make a decision from there la. all right so uh i i think i think any closing words for the both of you mm, yeah I, I think i think for myself like if you're out there just starting out you can only just take whatever we say and then just go and run with it. So if you guys are not starting a huge amount of capital, maybe you can find a maybe a, a small service that you can you can do in the market. Or maybe you don't work a part time job. A lot of people are looking at like okay, to grow my capital, I'll work at Starbucks eight and uh, eight an hour, 
It is fine. It is fine. It is fine. But the thing is, right, if you want to go from zero to six figures, just working in Starbucks is not going to Yeah, you're going to fuck yourself. Correct. I think you should be looking to hone your skill that's valuable to other people and then you can leverage off their connections in the future as well. I think that's my advice, personal advice, because I tried all different things uh, from like meager part-time jobs and didn't really get me anywhere, right? So I think my advice to those starting from zero would be find a skill, go it yourself, do your own thing, and then start scaling and working with other people in the future. Yeah, so Lucius, uh, what do you think? I think um, you won't know unless you try, correct? Yeah. I mean, that's the truth, you know? But then at the same time, I don't think you should dabble yourself in every niche. You should stick to one niche that you're interested in and then follow it through all the way. Because let's mm. be upfront with ourselves. If let's say you dabble in every niche, correct? If one niche does not work, you're going to hop on, hop on and hop on and you you'll end up being lost. But if it does not work for you, then does it mean that you know it's not working for others as well? Yeah, Is because it? let's yeah. be real, there is millionaires in every single niche. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. I think I think that's solid advice. And uh yeah, so for those of you that are listening right now that are interested when it comes to trading in general, how to do crypto, how to play things here and there, uh what we do is of course, I'm going to plug myself and say that, look, we have education-related stuff. If you're really, really interested, join our Telegram group, t.me slash coinhash. And we have administration staff there. We have links there, all the relevant material, whether free or paid. Everything is there for you guys. And if, if let's say, you really want to be our client, we can always have a chat with you. And we even give free free 45-minute trainings here and there, whether it's pre-recorded or whether it's live. So just stay tuned with us. Stay tuned with everything. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. Uh, if you want to see us on Instagram, do follow us on Instagram. If you want to see us on YouTube, we post weekly videos. And if you want daily updates for news, do join our Telegram group as well. And this is CoinHash signing out.